the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 5. Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 5. This is Jesus' uh, first sermon in, uh, in the Gospels, and it's a, it's a long sermon. It's all of Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew chapter 7. And the Beatitudes are his opening uh, statements as he gets into his sermon. He just kinda, he's just kind of beginning the sermon. And uh, we've talked about this. If you look at uh, the first uh, 9, 10, 11 verses of Matthew chapter 5, Nine different times he uses the word blessed or the word happy. He says blessed, 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 or happy, 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 however you uh, translate that. And, and if I were to ask you right now, for any wish, something that would make you happy, what would you wish for? What would make you happy? The story is told of a man who came to his minister for help, and the man had been suffering severe, severe depression. And, and so the minister tried everything he could think of to cheer this, this man up, and nothing would cheer him up. Nothing worked. And finally, when he'd exhausted all of his ideas, the minister uh, said to the man, he said, let me tell you what you need to do. He said, there's a carnival in town. And he goes, I went the other night. It was one of the most enjoyable uh, things I've ever done. And he said, there's a clown in that carnival. If you go watch that clown, I guarantee you that clown will put a smile on your face. You'll laugh if you'll go. And the man turns to the minister and says, Sir, I am that clown. (laughs) Everywhere you turn, no matter what people look like on the outside, inside they are longing desperately for happiness, for joy, for fulfillment. And you know the story. You know the drill. People try drugs. They try alcohol. They think that's going to solve their problems. They'll try sex, pornography, maybe shopping, or getting involved in relationships. And we can all attest that we pursue those things seeking happiness. But at the end, at the end of that road, those things only lead to more depression in our lives. They do not satisfy the longings of the heart. And the answer and the solution to all of our problems are found in this book. They're found in the teachings of Christ. You need to look to Jesus and His words if you're looking for true happiness. When we Go ahead and clap, that's okay. 
When we come to Matthew 5, the very first verse, at the start of the Beatitudes, there's a little phrase. The Bible says that there were large crowds that were there. And I I look at this audience right here. This kind of looks like a large crowd to me. And I just imagine that Jesus was going to be there and he's teaching. He's got a large crowd of people. The question is, why is there a large crowd of people there that day following Jesus? Well, really, they were there for the same reasons you're here right now. They were looking for purpose. They were looking for something that would fulfill them. And maybe they were there for some free food. Uh, Maybe they were there uh, because they needed a miracle or two, or they needed healing. Or maybe they just saw Jesus as a good luck charm. Maybe they thought Jesus would bless them. And so the Bible says there was just a large crowd there. And, 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 you know, we just kind of read into that. They were searching. And then Jesus begins to talk. And he turns their thinking upside down. He says to them, hey, if you'd, if you'd like to be happy, if you really want to be blessed, you've got to do these eight things. And if you'll do these eight things, we know them as the Beatitudes, oh, you'll find inner joy, inner peace, and inner happiness. And the very first one, he said, he starts off by saying, you've got to become poor in spirit. And poor in spirit is where you get to that point in your life where you realize, man, you are nothing without God, and God is all you need. And every day of your life, you just get up and beg to have that relationship with God that you don't need anything else that you're You are totally dependent upon God for everything in your life, okay? Then then Jesus talked about, and he says you got to mourn. You got to be broke over your own failures and the failures of of your nation, and you've just got to realize that that without God, you are lost, and so you cry out to God, and if you'll cry out to God and and you, you seek God, that He will forgive you. Only God can restore. God will comfort you if if you'll be honest before Him. And then the third thing that He said, which is our text today. He said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Okay, what does that mean? i got to be honest with you. If you know nothing about God, nothing about church, you've never read this, you'd think that was a silliest thing you've ever read in your life blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth sounds ridiculous because the earth that i live on is a dog eat dog world or a cat eat mouse world i mean it is it is the survival of the fittest the only thing the meek get on this earth today is left behind so what does this mean, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth? Well, let me start off with just the definition. You've got to get the definition of meekness right. If you mess up on the def- if you don't even know what true meekness is about, this, this uh, beatitude means nothing to you. Most people equate meekness with a thing called weakness, being timid or afraid or lacking courage. And our first definition, or part of our definition, write this down. Meekness is not weakness. It is not lack of courage. It's not being wimpy, sickly, or cowardly. Y'all remember a a man named uh, Moses? How many of you remember Mo in the Bible? Moses. 
Well, back in Numbers chapter 12, I'll I'll put it on the screen, verse 3. The Bible says, and this is back in Numbers, the man, this man named Moses was very, what's the word? Weak or meek? Are you sure? It says this man named Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. What what that says is, out of all the people on the face of the entire earth, that one guy Moses was the meekest man on the entire planet. Now, if you think meekness means weakness, then you know nothing about Moses. Study his life. Ten times he stood before the great Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Let God's people go. Moses was the one that led 1.6 million Hebrews out of slavery in Egypt. And then Moses was the guy that went up on the mountainside and stood in the very presence of God and received the Ten Commandments of God and brought them down and delivered them to the people. So don't tell me that meekness means weakness or lack of courage. Now the second part of this definition, write this down, it is part humility. And it is part gentleness. All right? It's part humility and it's part gentleness. Now, I want you to write this down. Humility is something really that happens on the inside. It's a it's an inward trait. It's an inward quality. And the thing about the beatitudes that you have to understand is that they are stepping stones. You see me up here? They're stepping stones. And the first The first uh, beatitude is blessed are the poor in spirit. You can't go on to the second beatitude, blessed are those who mourn. You'll never get to that step, and you'll never get to this meekness step until you first take the first step. They're stepping stones. The the rest of them are irrelevant until, first of all, you, you get to this point where you are begging, you are poor in spirit, that you are nothing without God. Once you get there, you then can go to the next stepping stone, mourning over, over your, your failures and understanding that only God can forgive you of those sins, okay? Are you with me? And so if, if you get to the first beatitude, you can then get to the second beatitude. You can't go to that third unless you've been on the first beatitude and the second beatitude. But all of that is being humble before God. Once you get there, you can then come over here to this meekness beatitude. Inwardly, there has to be some humility in there. A prideful man never gets past the first beatitude or the second beatitude and never gets to the third beatitude. But once you get here, write this down, there's an outward factor, which is gentleness. Are you with me? This has to do with being sensitive and dealing interactively with people around you. It's having wisdom to gently diffuse tumultuous situations. I will ask you, are you someone who likes to argue a lot? Do you like to fight a lot? Are you someone who gets mad a lot? Do you lose your temper a lot? If so, it means that you're not a very meek person. You need to go back and address the first two Beatitudes in your life. 
come to this third beatitude. Colossians 3, 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, which we are, holy, which we're to be, and dearly loved, which we are, we are to clothe ourselves. And if you look at this, these are all outward things that people can see. We are to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, here are these two words, humility, gentleness, and patience. And the idea is that you put this on, and when you put these things on, then, then everybody can see that you're not like everybody else that I know in this world. There's something different about you. And I will tell you that this is not a, a natural trait. This is not your natural inclination. But these are supernatural things that come as a result of being poor in spirit and mourning. And then you come to this place in your life where in spite of the circumstances and the tumultuousness around you, that you're able to be compassionate and kind and gentle and humble. Which leads us to the third part, which is the true definition of what it means to be meek. And most people have heard of this phrase, but I want you to write it down. It's power under control. Nothing weak about it. It is power, but it's power under control. A couple illustrations. One is just a, a horse. Horses are normally... When they're born, they're just wild. And if I put you in, a, in a, a, an arena with a wild horse, you'd be scared out of your mind. Because these things can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. Horses can run 35 to 40 miles an hour. One horse was timed, clocked at 55 miles an hour. They can carry a 300-pound man. When they kick, they kick with a 200-mile-per-hour kick with 2,000 pounds of force per square inch. And yet, someone got in there and tamed that horse. All that power under control. That's what meekness is all about. Here's my second illustration. Suppose there's a guy, he weighs 225 pounds, and he's a weightlifter, and he gets in the gym, and he puts on 400 pounds worth of weights, and he's just doing these bench presses. 400 pounds, just like, just like this. Just, uh, uh, uh. And he gets up, and he's got all these muscles. And this little pipsqueak of a guy comes up. Weighs about 100 pounds. Skinny. No muscles. Looks at that big guy. Says, hey! The guy looks down at the guy. and goes, yeah, what do you need? He goes, hey, I just want you to know. You're ugly. <laughs> that big, strong guy could take that little guy and turn him into a pretzel if he wanted to but instead he looks at him smiles gets back in the bench press keeps lifting those weights that is power under control true strength is not getting upset and cussing somebody out true strength is when something doesn't go your way and you don't curse and you control your tongue. That's true strength. True strength is not someone cuts you off the freeway and you honk the horn, because if that's the case, you're going to be honking your horn all day long driving these L.A. freeways. True strength is you're on the L.A. freeways and someone cuts you off and you don't honk the horn. That's true strength. True strength is not lusting after a beautiful woman. True strength is you, you're, you look up and you see a beautiful woman and you look the other way. 
That's true strength. It's not gossiping. It's refraining from gossip. True strength is not going to the gym, lifting a bunch of weights, and looking at yourself in the mirror every 10 seconds. (laughs) True strength is going to the gym, working out, and never looking at that mirror a single time. True strength is not going to school and trying to fit in and trying to be like everybody else in your school. True strength is going to school and being what God has called you to be. That's true strength. And then the fourth part of this definition, it it really is, uh, meekness is really about serving. It's about putting God's agenda ahead of your own. And it's about looking at those around you and serving them and putting them first. I mean, the greatest, one of the greatest stories in the Bible, if you haven't read it recently, you need to read it again. It's the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 13. He's got, Abraham uh, has this nephew, and his name is Lot. Everybody say Lot. Lot is Abraham's nephew, and the Bible says that they were so blessed, they had, their herds were so large that the land couldn't contain it. So Abraham says, hey, we've got to go two different directions. We need to split our families and our belongings and go in two different directions. So Abraham, Abraham, they go up to this high point. Everybody say high point. They go up on this high point where you can see, uh, and, and, and off to this direction, uh, the, it is lush. It is green. There's water. There's, a, there's like a, a river, uh, and everything is green and lush. And, and if you look this way, it's nothing but a desert. I mean, it's just, it's just a bunch of rocks. There's nothing green this way. And Abraham, who was probably wiser, probably richer, Abraham had every right to decide which direction he would go and say, Lot, you go the opposite. But if you read the Bible, the Bible says just the opposite. Abraham comes to Lot and says, Lot, I'm going to let you choose. You choose. If you want to go towards the, the water and the, and the lush fields, the plains, I'll, 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 go, I'll go to the desert. But if you want to go to the desert, then I'll go this way. But I'm going to let you choose. And Lot chose the lush and the green and the what he thought was prosperity and water and abraham went towards the desert and of course we all know who god blessed amen but that's a picture of meekness there's no difference between that story than when you leave the church parking lot and there's two cars and you're racing to get out let the other person go This might be the slowest the parking lot ever exits is today because everybody's waiting. No, you go, you go, you go. (laughs) You ever go to a restaurant and like you got a group of people and you you rush because you want to sit in a good chair? You ever do that? Huh? Next time you go to a restaurant, don't don't say, hey, uh, which chair do you want to sit in? I'll sit in the other. No, you just go sit in the bat seat. Can you try that? You you have some people over and there's only one piece of pizza left. (laughs) Always give that to the pastor, okay? (laughs) I was 
I was coaching basketball down here at the school, and uh, uh, it, was a, it was a junior high team, but it was, it was, I had to make a decision who was going to make the A team and the B team. And the first 11 spots I had covered, it came down to the 12th and final spot. I'd cut everybody else. I had one spot left, but I had two kids. And one of them is going to get to be on the A team. And one's going to have to go down and be on the B team. I, I like both kids. I, I didn't want either one to have to go down, but there was only 12 spots. And so I, I don't know what most, most coaches do, but I, I, I know what I chose to do that day. I, I called both kids in. And I told, them, I told them the situation. I said, look, I've got one spot left. It's the 12th spot. One of you is going to get that spot. The other, you're going to have to go down and play on the B team. Okay? I wish you could both be on the A team, but only one of you can get on the A team. Now, I will tell you this. Whoever goes down to the B team, you're going to be the star on the B team. You'll get to play like the whole game but you're going to be on the B team. If you come up to the A team and I put you on that 12th spot, I just want you to know you're probably never going to get in a game. But you can run around and tell people you're on the A team. So I said, it's up to you. And I I just want to know what you think and what you would do if you were in my shoes because I don't know what to do. So I thought I would just talk to you. And one kid goes, I, 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 Coach, I'd really like to be on the A team. And the other kid says, Coach, I, I don't really care. He wants to be on the A team. Let him be on the A team. I, I don't mind. I'll go down to the B team. And so he went down to the B team, and this other kid got on the A team, never got in a game. And uh, the other kid went down there and played every game. He was the star. And guess which one of those two kids ended up having a better high school career of those two kids? It's the kid who went down to that B team. It's just a situation where you, you're here and you look and you, you, you analyze everything. A, a meek person does whatever's going to be a blessing to the people around them. That's, that's meekness. Are you with me? How many, how many have ever heard of, uh, how many have ever heard of punctuation marks? punctuation marks raise your hand if you've heard of a punctuation mark how many of you don't know what a punctuation mark (laughs) well a punctuation mark you know you write you write this sentence then you got to put punctuation marks in they're just these little tiny commas and periods just little tiny and i don't know if it goes here does it go here where's it go but those little tiny punctuation marks make a huge difference in what that sentence reads. How, how many of you under, How many of you are with me? In the same way, listen to me. This definition of, of being meek, serving, being humble, gentle, uh, being kind, serving others, power, but it's under control. We'll call those. We'll call this meek meek marks, not punctuation marks, but meek marks. And in the same way that punctuation marks can transform a sentence, if any person in here would just begin to use these meek marks in all your daily activities, oh, you would make a huge difference in the circles that you travel. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. 
If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.